It's happening. It's happening. I don't know why I thought I couldn't talk. Because <laughs> I can just cut these things. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm really going to start it now. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. She is fire. She is flame. She has voice. She has name. Oh, she is fearless. She has seen years. Oh, you don't know. Oh, oh. oh she is fierce. Welcome to episode number four of She is Fierce, stories from the female and gender queer perspective. I'm Chessa Betancourt, and my pronouns are she and her. And I'm Linnea Ingalls, and my pronouns are she and her. We are a storytelling event and podcast that shares and amplifies stories from women and genderqueer slash non-binary people, as we as well as facilitate artistic partnerships between storytellers as well. We also do it as well. <laughs> Just so you know, we do many things also. We, in addition to the things that we do, we do other things. <laughs> and lately, most of those things are a podcast <laughs> and giggling on our podcast. Basically 98% of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like 98% giggling, 1% podcast, 1% we're not really sure. Um, is that 100? That's 100. Um, Linnea. Yes, Chessa. I just want to ask you what you're what you're doing to take care of yourself these days in um, mm. two days before the inauguration and month 11, I think, or 10 of our global pandemic. How are you doing? What are you doing to take care of yourself? That's... How are you bringing joy to your to your little <laughs> neck of the woods? That's such a great question, Chessa. Thank you for asking. Um it's sort of interesting because our very first She is Fierce show was the night before the last election in 2016. And wow, that's right. we had very different expectations of what the next four years would look like. We thought we were on the eve of celebrating as we were doing our first She is Fierce show. We had l hopes in our little naive hearts that we would be celebrating but we did still do she is fierce for the next four years so that did not change which is great that's right and you know I'm still working on how to take care of myself I'm very sad and lonely but there's something about knowing that everyone is sad and lonely and working on their mental health mm right now so at least i don't feel like a total loser for being sad and lonely everybody else is dealing with that too there's not something wrong with me <laughs> no 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 <laughs> but i am reading a lot i'm going on walks when i can i've been reading a lot of sci-fi written by black women and non-binary authors and drawing some pretty bad drawings <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> I've seen your drawings. They are not bad. Um, how are you taking care of yourself, Chessa? Mm, I, yeah, I feel like that resonates with me that we're sort of all in the same boat of being like, wow, our culture does not value taking care of yourself or like, or like community or really anything good. Like we we're all sort of like collectively, I think, realizing how 
how like the only things that matter are the things that we've been told don't matter at all and so we're all trying to like learn how to value the right things i think and how to take care of ourselves and other people in our communities and um yeah so i think i've just been like trying to like revel in in times where i feel useful i've been caretaking for my niece and nephew and like really like valuing time with them and just like being able to feed them and play with them and like times when I make them laugh or times when we really yeah I told you that we today talked a lot about Martin Luther King Jr. because it's his birthday today um today and that was a really lovely conversation um yeah so I feel like just like sort of reveling in the the connections that I do have and like the people that I can see has been really nice yeah, lots of lots of nature, finding a lot of grounding in nature. Um and yeah, I we're my partner and I are moving into a a new space and so I've also been just like on Etsy just being like what cool things can I get to like make this space our little like haven for the rest of the pandemic and beyond. So I've been having a lot of fun like looking at like ways to to make our space. Um and you haven't had a your own nest for a little while. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I love to nest. Yeah, that's true. It's been about a year since I've like been able to like really like make a space, my space. And so I've been really excited about that and really feeling like that's, that feels like self gardening, you know? Yeah. We have, should we talk about our story? An amazing (laughs) episode for you today. Um, so our storyteller in this episode is Chelsea Richardson Chelsea's writing is the electrical current that flows between words and the spiritual world. She grounds her work in the notion that her role as an artist is to tell the bittersweet truth. She is a mother, teacher, and poet. In 2019, she was awarded the role of Master Poet by the Center for Washington Cultural Tradition. You may have seen or heard her work in Poetry on the Bus, Intersections, an Interdisciplinary Journal, and performing with the Griot Party founded by Logic Amen, or Alchemy Poetry Series created by Ebo Barton and Ben Israel. She holds a BA in Creative Writing from the University of Washington and Masters in Teaching English Education. She currently works as an educator at Nova Alternative High School in Seattle, Washington. Chelsea was also a live performer in our Rebellion show in 2017, and we are very excited to have her back promoting the release of her first book of poems, all water has perfect memory. Here is Chelsea. Chelsea. Hi. Hi. We're so happy to have you back. Um, it's been a while since you've been. Yes, it has. Been in the She Is Fierce world, but we're really happy to see you and hear you even virtually. You have a book coming out. Yes, I do. A book of poems called All Water Has Perfect Memory. Yeah, and we're gonna start out with some pieces from the book and then we'll talk about it. All right, so um, this poem is it's a pretty short piece. I wrote this just before the new year, so just before uh, the first as a gift to people and I really wrote it uh, to just put on social media but I decided that 
it actually fit really well with uh, the body of work that I already have in this book. And um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and start. It's really short, like I said, um, it's called For You. I wanted to write something for you, something to protect you from the wild that is to come, something to make last year's untamed sit and obey, send a calm over your form, make this skin we are shedding cast incantation over our dread, hold your hand, Remind you what safe and warm does to the body. For this birth to free up the ache shifting through your bones. Here, we grow skin so thick we forget to know each other. Forget we are a speck of dust waiting in space. A perpetual birthing. A tiny patter of feet again and again. And if we hold each other just right, we might remember what it is like to feel safe and calm. So like I said, this piece has a lot to do with just moving into the new year. And um, one of the reasons that I thought it was really important to write was because of this quote that I read and also added to the piece. And it's a quote by James Baldwin that says, you write in order to change the world. If you alter even a millimeter of the way people look at reality, then you can change it. And so I know that, you know, to me, 2020 is, is, <laughs> is gonna be extended into 2021. And as we saw, it's, it already did <laughs> those first seven days. Um, but I really do see a part of my work as, um, extending my handout and and being honest and also being um, warm but but not lying you know not not pretending like this is just that everything is going to be okay and so that's kind of what that piece is about and I'm gonna read um, this next one is actually a lot more heavy um, I'll just jump right into it. It's called, And the Goddess is Pissed. I wanna know what your life felt like before those cowards knocked the door to your sanctuary off its hinges. Before they desecrated your temple, left your body for your own mother to dress at your funeral. Treated your flesh like exotic meat at market Want to know what it was like for you to open your eyes to sunlight in the mornings. I want to know if we would have been friends in some other life or if we ha would have seen each other in a room full of other Black women and only passed each other like oceans tired of carrying heavy ships. I would like to ask you if people treated you like you were hard to love, your sublime skin a stain on their perfect lie, if you saw the world through blood-colored glasses. The hard-to-drink truth is, I know you because Black death is so profitable. I can't even spell your name properly when I Google you. You are as close to a sister to me as another dead woman, 
whose family cried out like violets dancing in the middle of a field somewhere and no one noticed. Your face is indeed another notch on America's belt bragging about you, another warm, fresh kill, treating your body like centerfold hanging on high, like black women's bodies ain't worth nothing unless they're for pleasure or bitter pain to good old America's ornate belt and bursting gut. Ain't your smile sharp enough to break sorrow or mend a best friend how aloe plants do wet and ugly scars? And ain't your life like Nia's ripped and torn from her family at the train station? Is your laugh not a twin to Sandra Bland's? Is our body of water not baptismal bowl, holy water, holy waters? Are our eyes any less goddess than Nefertiti? Our minds worth less than Tony, Asada, Miss Angelo? I wanna know if you wore your heart on your sleeve, climbed out of your dreams in the morning, waking to your hair resting in silk or satin bonnet. Did your laughter taste like buzzing bees on your lover's lips? Were you honey in his abdomen? How it was for your best friend to weep their tears with you. You ever felt secondhand loneliness because you learned to love from your mother and your mother inherited generations of nurturing? Ever wanted to be loved by a man so bad that you made that same nurturing into selflessness? I want you alive and not for profit for a mural or t-shirt or poem or nightmare that makes us all more prone to buy into the American dream of freedom and equality, prone to sell each other? Must we be lotus who rises from mud? Must we be dead to be noticed? I wanna know what it was like for you to be alive. And so that piece uh, is, a way of remembrance, a way of helping myself and maybe others heal from all the traumatic um, black and brown death of women. Um, and it is a dedication to Breonna Taylor. Uh, and, you know, just it's, it's a, it's a poem about just being tired of, of, thinking about her and her death and really wanting to know who she was um, when she was alive. So I think I'll do one more piece. Um, and I hate to say this, but I'm not gonna end on like a happy note. So <laughs> here's another piece. Um, it's called Setting Suns as Bright as Wildfire. Scientists say we are at least 60% water. We are our ancestors' wildest dreams. It is no wonder we are melting glaciers and setting suns as bright as wildfire across the Amazon and California and California and California. We are flooded with centuries of unfinished business. And if our ancestors are still dreaming, I believe they would not hesitate to invite us into their nightmares too. A fragile and wanting nightmare like cracked teeth begging for a smile, 
like sheets of ice retreating in Antarctica and Greenland. Screams escaping to the back of the throat like the ocean absorbing the earth's fever for the body to catch and hold. The Mississippi Basin's love affair with this dying climate and wide like the volatile waves who swallowed your great mothers and fathers whole. The pale green reef that dressed their bodies and wrapped round necklines. But don't you remember the way the water does? The perfect memory eroding time. Precious arms and el elbows flailing like tree arms in hurricanes. Chains and endless blue night sky rippling underwater. Tender twinkling stars from heaven drifting into their open eyes. Maybe Saturn or Jupiter waving across their drowning chests. How the moon wanted so bad to taste their skin that it shoved itself to the bottom of the sea so that it could sit with them. Doesn't this water taste different now? Thick as blood, choking on bullets, like Tamir's 12-year-old lungs filling up to the brim of this earth's mouth, her kiss of death along shorelines. It is no wonder we are up to our necklines in debt. See, this water is unforgiving. It doesn't matter how much we refuse to reckon with our past, who loves it, or how much it is unloved. If it isn't nurtured, it will become fresh with poison. Did you think a pure white house and fresh reef colored paper would protect you from flooding? We are all just a few degrees separate from someone's master, someone's slave, someone still waiting in this water, water curtsying to ward off demons while this water is still rising, still a fraction of a human still remembering. Yeah, so that last piece, um, I like to just leave it up for interpretation. <laughs> Great, thank you for sharing those three pieces with us. You're welcome. Made me breathe a little deeper, which is yeah. good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, we missed your words. Um, Great. Well, I'd love to hear you tell us a little bit about All Water Has Perfect Memory. Tell us about the book. Okay, so this book, like a lot of other books that authors sit down to write, um, has been something that I, is something that I have wanted to do for a really, really long time. Um, and there have been pieces in this book that um, I've like taken out and rewritten and actually sounds sort of unbelievable, but some of these poems I've actually been working on for years. <laughs> and I'm proud to say that because I, I wanna be the kind of writer who doesn't just put whatever out there, you know? Um, but it really is meant to be a gift to myself and those who read it. Um, and it can be difficult at times to read through some of the pieces. I also tried my best to make it more of a cohesive piece or story. Um, 
because I have difficulty sometimes also reading through people's poetry and you know sometimes they're just they're meant to be read as separate pieces but I really wanted it to be kind of flow like water and so <laughs> that's yeah. been a struggle and I don't know if I've achieved it but that's what I'm trying to do yeah is this your first book this is my very first book that's so exciting congratulations thank you <laughs> How, so how has the process been like as you try to, cause you've been a poet for a long time, but mm -hmm. the, the process of trying to, to group them, to try to feed them into each other. Mm -hmm. What was that process like to try to think of it as one piece? Well, to be honest with you, um, like I said, I don't know if I've been successful. So <laughs> it's just a, it's a process of, of just trying to make it do the thing that I want it to do. Um, and part of that is just rereading and sharing it, you know, getting it edited and and looking back at it and finding mistakes and and then also um, actually trying to feel that feeling, you know, and you know, because you're you're an actress, right? That the feeling, the 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 idea of emoting um, and feeling those things when I'm writing and working, I think hopefully that energy kind of transfers into the book and so that's that's what I've been doing <laughs> yeah. yeah did you have collaborators like uh, did you have people that you had like helping you formulate it I have uh editors I have two editors that have worked on it um Ebo Barton and one of my students actually my older um, poetry students who I really am inspired by. Um, their name is Esther. What are some themes throughout the book? Like if you were to tell us a little bit more about some things that come up and up again and again. Mm. Uh, one of the themes is definitely loneliness. Um, I have struggled with depression for as long as I can remember. And maybe that's just a symptom of living in Seattle my whole life, <laughs> the rain. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> but also I have had a lot of trauma in my life. Um, and so that obviously transfers into my work. I remember I had a professor tell me once when I was doing my undergrad um, that writing is not cathartic. And it really actually made me angry. And I understood what he was going for, but I think he was trying to say it's more of a practice. You're not, it's not therapy. Um, but I do believe that, you know, the pieces have been cathartic. And I'm, so I'm hoping that is also a theme that ex is expressed. And joy, hopefully joy somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, our last, our last live show was about good morning, like positive experiences of morning. And I feel like we don't think of things like loneliness and depression and hardship as paired with joy or as like they have to sort of like live simultaneously. Right. But they but they do inside of people all the time and. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about um, pain that eventually it has, at some point we hope that it turns into joy, right? That we, we do get to experience joy and so it's just something that I'm kind of grappling with and trying to figure out how that works, even though I've obviously experienced a spectrum of emotions in my life. 
and sometimes every day. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> so yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, what was your journey to becoming an artist like? How long have you been writing? How long have you been performing? Because I you performed in our show, and I know that you perform your work quite often. What was your journey into that like? Well, firstly, thank you for ever inviting me to She is Fierce. Um, because oh, absolutely. <laughs> that being able to do a show um, and tell a story in a way that's different from performance and spoken word, which I'm, which is, I guess, the, the thing that brought me into um, the performance aspect of poetry at all. Because um, I think that this is not me trying to do like some kind of plug or kiss your butt or any of that. <laughs> but doing a show like that actually <laughs> gave me an opportunity to see myself as a different kind of artist and open up myself to being a little bit more experimental. So just before I completely answer the question, um, I wanted to say that. <laughs> um, so I've been writing poetry since I was, uh, I don't know, as young as I can remember, like fifth grade. Um, I had a poetry class or a poetry section in seventh grade where I had to do a poetry portfolio. And that actually really opened my eyes to poetry. Then there was this spoken word artist who was the very first artist to win um, the first place at the Apollo. Um, and her name is Jessica Caremore. And I think she was about 20 years old when she won. But I never knew that people did spoken word. I never knew that was even a thing until I saw her. And then seeing her win, and she's a Black woman, and she was so young and so amazing, seeing her win just made me think, oh, I really want to keep writing, and I want to perform one day. Um, my writing was always kind of a secret until, until then, and then I started you know, sharing more. Um, and honestly, like the journey into becoming an artist has just been partly that, and then also just trying to keep doing it, <laughs> just no matter what, just trying to keep, uh, have it be sort of a grounding force, you know, and then share it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that really resonates with me as an artist, especially as an artist where like we, we can't do all of the art forms in the way that we want to right now. Mm -hmm. and just keeping doing it mm -hmm. feels crucial to that. Yeah, I'm glad that resonates with you because hearing other people say that feels good too. <laughs> yeah, and even just hearing those few pieces, I think I think that sort of hope that that more of the book will will resonate with a lot of people. I think you don't have to worry about that. I feel I already feel like it will. And I remembering your piece too. I remember a lot of people felt that way about your performance piece in Choose Fierce. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some things that are on your mind as you prepare for the release? It's releasing on February 27th, mm -hmm. 2021. What are some sort of, and they don't have to be necessarily like specifically book related, but like what's things what on rolling around in your head? Yeah. Well, of course the world and politics and war, uh, those things that are happening are always on my mind. 
Um, I, I don't know. I think maybe even in this case, the book has been kind of a form of escapism for me. So it, it helps me to deal with the feelings that I have about uh, horrible and terrible things that are happening in the world. But honestly, honestly, I try my best to just stay present in the moment um, and live every day. Like, like before I was getting ready, for example, um, I have a tendency, you know, anxiety like escapes, makes makes me feel like crawling into a hole somewhere. And I was fixing my hair and I was thinking about all these things I needed to do. Like, dang, my laundry's talking to me or my, you know, I need to get something to eat or I need to do this thing. <laughs> um, and I was fixing my hair and I was like, wait, fix your hair. <laughs> Work on just, that's all you're doing right now is just fixing your hair. So one of the things that this book I think is kind of forcing me to do is stay present because I feel the world is coming at me, my own life, keeping my house clean. And then I'm doing all of the work that uh, like a marketing person would do. I'm reaching out to people. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can get the book into people's hands and in the world, you know, like, so uh, I'm oftentimes like, when I first wake up in the morning, I'm already on empty. You know? <laughs> <Like>. yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of how we can get the book into people's hands, how can people get the book once it's released? Um, well, people can actually purchase the book. Um, when does the show actually this, we're going to release this in, yeah, this so week of February. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're working on the the uh, specific date, but we're hoping to get it out by the end of the first week of February. So we have yeah. we'll have a couple weeks of it circulating around. So the book is still it's actually on pre-sale right now. So um, basically, the people anyone who wants to purchase the book can go to my website, um, chelseyrichardson.org. Um, and you can click on the link and purchase my book. And there are also bundle packages and whatnot if you want maybe a t-shirt that has a quote from the book um, in to come to your house with the book. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can do that. Um, hopefully, I, also, I, as the book is released on February 27th, I will be releasing a pre-recorded performance um, that is going to be um, part poetry, part music uh, with O.R. Arunga um, and my daughter, Raven Richardson. O.R. will be playing trumpet. I will be um, doing poetry and my daughter will be tap dancing. It's not all gonna be simultaneously, but maybe at some points, there might be a little bit of that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how you can purchase it for now. And then uh, we'll likely be in some independent bookstores. If people want to, they can always call a bookstore for an indie author and say, hey, do you have this book yet? If anybody wants to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So little nudge to anyone who's <laughs> who's listening just call your local bookstore and be like do you have chelsea richardson's book if you don't mm, 
interesting. <laughs> Just hang up. <laughs> yeah, I will, we'll put your website in the show notes so that people can can access your website. But that's chelsearichardson.com, right? Dot uh, org. Dot org. Chelsearichardson.org. Uh, she's an org. Um, actually, I did want to ask you, this is an impromptu question, but I did want to ask you um, as an educator and like such a staple, I feel like of your community and the arts community in Seattle, are there any like organizations or movements you want to shout out or mm -hmm. artists even that you want to shout out that you're finding particular like inspiration in right now or oh people gosh. that you want to yeah, no, I threw that at you. You can also <laughs> give us you can also give us a list, and we can put that in the show notes. But yeah, I think I'll add a list. But obviously, um, decriminalize Seattle. Um, uh, Ebo Barton, who uh, helped edit and also wrote a really beautiful piece for me as an afterword in the book. Um, so Ebo Barton is a community organizer, um, poet. Uh, and performer. Um, ben Israel, who is also a poet, performer, I would say organizer. I don't know if he would say that about himself. Um, they also have been, um, they they both released books uh, pretty early on in the beginning of quarantine, um, but they are curators of a show called Alchemy Poetry Series, which is beautiful and amazing all the time. So them, uh, I would also look out for um, a hip hop artist by the name of Taleb Collins, who created the cover of my book. Um, so it's very multi-talented artist. Um, who else can I even think of right now? Um, yeah, you know, I'll write a list because it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. And we'll put it in the show notes and make sure all those all those people who are doing good work get, get shout outs. Okay. Um, so the last thing that we ask everyone is what makes you feel fierce? Mm. Such a powerful question. Um, I think the thing that makes me feel fierce that comes to mind right away is sitting in the moment, like I was talking about earlier, because it gives me the opportunity to really feel and understand myself and know what it is that I need in order to be more powerful, in order to, um, you know, protest uh, horrible things that are happening in the world, but also, again, to sometimes feel joy or hopefully most of the time in order to live in and be the person that I want to be. I don't know if that any of that just made sense, but that's what I, that's what Absolutely. I, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think that makes perfect sense. Well, cool. Chelsea, we're so happy to have you back. We're so excited to read your book and see this like multimedia performance featuring Raven. Raven was also for listeners. Raven was also in the performance that Chelsea did however many years that two years maybe um, uh, a while ago but it was great and I'm so excited for you and I'm sure it's going to take off we can't wait to see all the all the thousands of books that come after this or oh, thank you whatever so you end up doing yes um is there anything else you want to say or want us to know before we wrap up 
just I'm just thankful to be here and thank you so much for you know putting all of this energy out there to to help people feel fierce you know <laughs> our pleasure truly truly our pleasure thanks so much Chelsea thank you Again, Chelsea's book, All Water Has Perfect Memory, is out February 27th, and you can pre-order it at chelseyrichardson.org. So go to that site and order it, read it. She's brilliant. If you want to support us, you can do that at sheisfearstories.org slash donate. We have a donation page and a Patreon. Otherwise, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at sheisfearstories and on our website, sheisfearstories.org. Look out for more podcast episodes in the next few months. She is Fierce is produced by me, Chessa Betancourt. And me, Linnea Ingalls. And our theme song is written and performed by Shelby Easley. Please take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Do nice things for yourself and other people. We'll see you next time. Stay fierce. Stay fierce. I mean, stay fierce. You could also say fierce as well. Everyone say fierce. One, two, three. Fierce. <laughs> fierce. Thanks for <laughs> participating with us. <laughs> that should definitely be our outro. <laughs> but we all just say fierce at the same time. Uh, uh, thanks, y'all. We did it. We did it.